Hello and welcome to another episode of Want to Be Entrepreneur, the podcast about what's really like to bootstrap a company. And uh, I have another interview for you today. I have uh, Pierre Tilma here with me. Hey Pierre, everything good? Yeah, um, everything's good and thanks for having me. I'm uh, super excited to learn more about uh, No Code. And I will, I'll introduce you by reading your uh, your Twitter profile, which is a no-code freelancer by day and a no-code maker by night. <laughs> and, uh, and I, you know, no-code in the bootstrapping world is something that it's, you know, it's a buzzword. Everyone speaks about it and it's super exciting because it allows people that are not developers, don't have a developer background to actually build their tools build products and and even for developers it's great to build like quickly landing page for for the products and so on and there are so many tools out there that i thought okay i need an expert here to speak about no code and um and then i found found you on twitter sent you a message you said that you'll be up for for a chat so here here we are thank you very much and uh, i would start by asking for you to introduce yourself in a few words if that would be okay Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so yeah, my name my name is Pierre. I'm from I'm French, uh, based in uh, in Paris, and so um, I'm today a no code freelancer, so specialized in uh, you know website uh, and application development uh, and some automation work as well. Um, and yeah, I got into no code a, a few years back when I was uh, myself launching uh, my company, and so that's how I discovered the, these tools and. And today I'm helping, you know, um, entrepreneurs or SMBs uh, develop, uh, you know, uh, tools or applications, you know, to uh, to be more productive or create new products and uh, all this without writing a, a line of code or just a, just a few. Oh, that's super cool. And uh, so what was your company about? The story behind that company, I mean, the, the, it was called Tyro. Uh, and it happened when I moved to Brussels in uh, 2016 for uh, an MBA at the time. And during that uh, that MBA, I found myself uh, launching this company with my co-founder, Laurent. We got into the recruitment industry, pretty much, where we, we helped uh, students find internship opportunities in Belgian startups, developed our own product, our own marketplace, uh, let's call it uh, with no code tools so what is your background actually is it business yeah pretty much so i got a, a ba in economics uh in the us and then uh yeah i came back to europe for my mba which i uh, i dropped out of when you know uh, working on this company took uh, too much time and and yeah. we, uh, i thought okay it's the right time i don't see this uh, this mba really being helpful to me or i didn't you know learn things that i really Uh, wanted to, uh, so I said, okay, you know, I'm I'm learning a ton working on this company, mostly uh, end of days and during the night, and you know, doing uh, I mean schoolwork during the day. Yeah. Uh, so I said, okay, let's let's drop it. I, I don't I, I don't see it as uh, very valuable to me. And your company was only built with no code tools. Yes, to give you a bit of more of you know of a background and how we got there, it's uh, so we launched this company uh, with a, a startup studio, and at very beginning the idea came from there was a new job status for uh, students in Belgium where they could work for. Uh, you know, and make up to, I think, close to $10,000 a year without having uh, taxes. And so uh, we said, okay, there's something there where we can help the students uh, find jobs. 
And also the vision was like, okay, students mainly take labor jobs, you know, working in, in restaurant as a waiter or uh, working in, you know, supermarkets or shops. But we thought, okay, there's plenty of very, very skilled students who could, with these job opportunities, really build a strong resume and get more skills for the future and for their yeah. the future career they want. So if they want to work in digital marketing, they can probably get jobs in startups where, you know, they're going to do some digital marketing. That's super cool. Is uh, wh- What is the name of the platform again? It was uh, called Elo Tyro. Uh, unfortunately, Elo you Tyro. won't find it won't find it online anymore because uh, we, uh, I mean, company uh, company failed late last year due to many many uh, many things and uh, COVID being one of those uh, of those reason. I mean, it looks really promising. Uh, I'm surprised to to learn that unfortunately it didn't work. Yeah, there, I mean, we we had some some successes. We we got up to I think uh, five thousand euros of. Um, recurring revenue you know we had close to i think uh uh 30 35 and f- or 40 companies i think working with wow. us and uh, using the platform but um yeah there were there were a few things that you know we didn't quite work out one of one of them was the the startup uh, ecosystem in in brussels and in belgium is pretty young in turn recruitment mm-hmm. was not their their first uh, first focus right right I mean, still, I guess you you learned a lot, and uh, definitely you probably learned much more than what you have learned uh, would have learned in the MBA. So a hundred times. Uh, I mean, yeah. that was one of the reasons I, uh, you know, I I dropped out. I said, okay, I'm those, you know, the the first year I was like, okay, my f- five previous years of of studying economics and business and finance, I've learned things, of course, but I didn't see any, you know, concrete learning that would yeah. help me find my ne- my future career as while studying i had no clue what i wanted to do so kind of falling i mean falling into this uh, uh, startup experience discovering no code tools made me realize okay this is what i want to do yeah so so tell me how that happened like w- with your company so you had the idea and then i guess you contemplated the possibility of maybe hiring someone to build a website for you but then you decided to go with a with the no code tool is it yeah, so uh, we we started the company with the with the startup studio. So they had some some resources in terms of uh, of uh, development or engineering, but they they were very and I think that was one of the the good thing they they had going for them is that they didn't want to develop anything that we hadn't uh, validated first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at first, you know, we we were you know a, a recruitment agency, so there's no development needed. We had you know a simple website on on WordPress that they 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 built, uh, and after that, they just had a few. T- I mean, no code tools at the beginning. That's how I, I got into them. It's that they they used uh, uh, Zapier to, to automate stuff. Uh, you know, Google Sheet, and we had a, a uh, a form uh, built on Typeform, where we had you know students applying and and companies um, saying, okay, we need those those companies. So we uh, that was my first entry into those these no code tools was you know Zapier, Google Sheet, and Typeform. And this was uh, like two years ago, or how long was this? Uh, it, I think it was in 2017. So about um, yeah, four four years right. ago. So what is actually a no-code tool? What is the definition? Because for me, you know, Zapier is very different than maybe Bubble or or some other tools. Uh, like, so what is the definition of no-code tool? 
That, that's that's always a, a great question, and I don't think there's a definitive answer uh, to that. Uh, but I, th I think it's everything that I mean. Any any tool that you can you know uh, you can use to to build online. That um, where it's usually we say drag and drop. So you have already uh, built out elements that you can drag into on, onto your web page and say, okay, when this happens, I want this to happen. Or on this website, you know, I, I want to drag an image on my uh, kind of for for website builders. It's like almost like uh, you know building a, a PowerPoint. You drag this image here. You put some text here you put a, a a button there and so uh it's it's tough and you're right it's tough to define because there's many different types of uh, mm -hmm. local tools there's some to build websites some to build applications some to build mobile applications some to right. do automation and and now I, I mean i don't even know how many are considered no code tools so uh, i think it's the in the hundreds now mm -hmm. uh, because all of them have a, a very different use cases and uh, and i think that's one of the th strengths of this no code movement is when you think of, about what do i want to build there's most likely a tool or a stack of tool that can help yeah. you do exactly what you want yeah i mean i, I think this is a, a good a cool uh, or a good bridge here because i'm i'm here looking at your um, website uh, piertilman.com and um, and i'm checking your toolbox and you have a, a big toolbox you have a lot of different uh, tools do you mind? Let's go through them, and then you tell me for the use case of each one of them, if you don't mind. Is that okay? Yeah, that's perfect. So the first one I see is Airtable. So I've yeah. I've heard about Airtable many times, but I I've never used. I'm because I guess because I'm a developer. Um, I, I don't know. I don't use that many this kind of no code tools, but I, I'm now discovering them, and I I really enjoy. I, I use, for instance, Zapier. But uh, yeah, let's start with Airtable. What is this about? Airtable is like, um, I mean, it's a, a database tool uh, to make it as simple as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really you can, uh, you know, store store and structure your data into into databases and, and tables. Uh, and you can really create relations between all those different kinds of data that you're going to input in your in your in your database. Let's say uh, in, in our case for uh, the company we built, we had a database for all of our information and different tables where in one you would have all of our companies we're working with we would have one table for candidates and and so yeah. on where you can uh, really structure that data and uh, be pretty rigid about it uh, saying okay this there is one column that's going to be the first name and it can only be the first name of the candidate uh, there's going to be a field where there's going to be the email and so you can almost i mean Often we compare Airtable to Google Sheet or Excel, but it's uh, a different tool as Google Sheet. You can input whatever you want in any single cell. And mm -hmm. uh, in Airtable, you structure that database and every record, every line in that base is going to be uh, constant. And uh, can you also create like input fields so that uh, you can you like give an Airtable sheet to to, for instance, your students, would they add their information directly on Airtable or is it only a database? Uh, so there's uh, well, there's a few few ways where you can you know make your database uh, dynamic and with you know external inputs. There's form tools like you maybe will I mean we'll go over them. But in my toolbox, I have Typeform and Tally, where uh, you can create those form 
And every time uh, someone ends, uh, you know, completes my type form, Zapier is going to send that information into Airtable. So, so it's like a mixture of a database and a Google Sheets form. If you mix both of them, that's Airtable. Is that true? It's yeah, it's pretty much if you had a Google form and uh, connected to a Google Sheet, uh, Airtable does uh, does the exact same thing. Right, right. So it's it's, it's funny because now I, I'm thinking about. Uh, I don't know if you know this uh, MySQL technology, which is basically uh, in the developer world what we use to create databases. And that's basically it. You know, that's very similar. Mm -hmm. But this is kind of an interface to MySQL. This is kind of an interface to the hierarchical databases that we developers know. That's super cool. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, 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 I heard about uh, SQL, but never, never used yeah. it. But I think, yeah, uh, it's uh, Airtable, just a, a really nice tool to visualize your da data as well. I'm not sure SQL and allows you to do to do no, it to do so. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Airtable does does exactly that. Yeah, super cool. And uh, what is uh, stuff software about? Super simple. Uh, it's uh, pretty much a website builder that you can, uh, where you can use Airtable as your uh, backend and database. Uh, so it's uh, you can create, you know, simple landing page and so on. But you can also kind of create apps as well, where you can let user log in, sign up, and so on. And you can show them uh, data from your Airtable database. <laughs> okay, so now I guess you already spoke a little bit about it, but uh, type what is Typeform? I'm going to talk about Typeform and Tally because they're the same, you okay. know, very similar tools. They're uh, tools that allow you to create forms. So let's say in uh, our use cases, we had on our website, you know, a call to action to candidates that would say, okay, uh, sign up to, uh, to Tyro and we'll see how we can help in your internship search. Mm -hmm. And in those forms, we create a bunch of, uh, of fields uh, that say, okay, what is your first name? What is your last name? name, uh, what is your email, what kind of internship you're looking for, can you attach your CV? And so uh, it really en enables you to create nice looking forms, you know, like Google mm -hmm. Forms, or I mean, there's a bunch out there now. Is Google Form a no-code tool? It's, it's, I think it's up to uh, <laughs> uh, anyone's opinion, but uh, you, you can, I mean, create forms online if, if, you know, if we consider Typeform, Tally and other form tools like uh, JotForms or any mm -hmm. things like that, I think you can because, yeah, it enables you to do the same thing and, uh, and uh, get data from uh, users, uh, people you want to contact, and, and they can just answer those, uh, those surveys or questionnaires uh, using, and you can do it by uh, building with uh, Google Forms. Yeah. So Tally and Typeform, they are basically Google Forms in steroids, give you more possibilities more input data and so on. Is that true? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd say so. And I think they're, I mean, they have native integrations to a, a bunch of, of tools. Uh, like uh, I think uh, now yeah. today you can, uh, anytime a new type form is completed, you can inject the data into uh, Airtable, Notion, and, and many other tools without using Zapier or a, another automation tool. But that's also the cool thing about these tools. They integrate with each other. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's a big plus for, you know, uh, makers and bootstrappers because, you know, uh, using Zapier or, or Integromat, it's uh, spending money to, to use those tools. So anytime you have a, a tool where you don't have to, to create, to use a, a third party uh, tool to, you know, to connect your apps together, it's, it's a plus. All right. So and the, the next tool you have here is Integromat. How do you say it? In, yeah, Integromat. Um, Integromat. Yeah, what is it Integra about? 
Yeah, Integromat and Zapier are, uh, all, are, are also very alike. Uh, they're two uh, automation tools. So they, simply put, they enable you to connect one application with another. Uh, a good example would be, okay, uh, a new, uh, someone um, replied to my uh, type form questionnaire. Airtable or Integromat are going to allow me to inject that information into Airtable or may maybe send uh, an email to the person that just replied to that, uh, who just uh, completed my form and many other, you know, complex use case where you can do a bunch of, of different actions when uh, there's this trigger action that you set. Uh, you can, okay, send email, do this in my database, create this in another uh, application. Uh, and, you know, typically it's it's used in a bunch of different use cases like uh, uh, e-commerce uh, shops like Shopify and stuff like that where, you right. know, you can, uh, oh, I got a new order, I'm going to send a, a, an invoice or uh, there's a new line in my Airtable, I want to create, to send a, a PDF to someone, uh, you know, maybe it's, a, it's an invoice or a, a proposal and stuff like that. So it really enables you to... Um, to create workflows to to save time, pretty much. They, those two tools are really time saver. Uh, as you know, I use them today. Uh, you know, one of my latest su super simple use case was. Uh, I have my, uh, you know, uh, portfolio website uh, with uh, my Google analytic, uh, Analytics behind, but mm -hmm. I never take the time to go check, oh, uh, how many, you know, visitors do I get weekly and stuff like that? Because, uh, you know, I forget, even though it doesn't take me much time to check. But yeah. now I've just created this simple automation using Integromat saying, okay, every Monday at 8, you're going to check the past week on my Google Analytics how many visit visitors I had, and you're going to inject that uh, information into my one of my air table base, a mm. database, and then you're going to send me an email uh, to my uh, personal email address saying, hey, last week you had uh, uh, 52 visitors. And so it's, a, you know, I think a, a very simple, maybe not super useful use case, but it's just, you know, uh, something I don't have to do weekly is, you know, spend 15 minutes in my Google Analytics, which, you know, I, I really don't like doing, even though it's necessary, but it's a simple trick to, you know, uh, get some of the busy work that doesn't really have value out of your out of your day and not waste time about it exactly because it might not waste that much time by being one task but if you this sums up to multiple tasks then it might be one hour per day or two hours per day so mm -hmm. that's a cool thing about these tools and um, uh, and how long did it take for you to do this little automation to connect google analytics with airtable uh, i mean five minutes wow <laughs> yeah that's it's it's and, I, and I'm I'm not a you know I'm I'm more, I'm more uh, skilled on Zapier than Integromat, um, mm -hmm. but it, it's really you know su super simple. It takes you know uh, a few hours, a few a few days, you know, to really get a hang of the tool yeah. because Integromat's a bit more complex, but allows you to do more. Uh, so it's, you know, uh, the learning curve is a bit steeper, uh, yeah. but, you know, in a few hours and a few, you know, simple tests you, you make, you really get a hang of it. And then, you know, it's by doing, I mean, that's my philosophy. It's by doing that you're learning those, those mm -hmm. skills. Exactly. So you, you talked about Zapier as well, and I guess Zapier is very similar. So you can, I, I tried it out and it's really amazing. You can basically create integrations like, let's say someone follows you on Twitter and you send it to a Slack channel, something like this. Mm -hmm. And it seems that Integromat is, is similar. What, what are the difference between uh, these two? The, maybe the, the way to build uh, a scenario in Integromat and um, a Zap in Zapier are a mm -hmm. bit different as 
the what triggers those uh, automations uh, are a bit different in Zapier it's usually instant uh, an instant trigger say okay this happens in my uh, database and you're going to send an email to that person or you're going to s- start that automation uh, integromat is a bit different in that way or where you can uh, schedule uh, scenarios uh, weekly daily uh, and also you know uh, do also instant triggers but it's not as as popular and i think integromat as more uh, appeals more to the to the developer because you do you can do so many different things right. you can uh, you know inject uh, code scripts and uh, like you can do in zapier but i think integromat is a bit more complex to get a hang on but you can do more with integromat right so can you replace zapier with integromat completely yeah you can I think Zapier is, you know, for the 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 beginner in automation, uh, is the best tool to start with because it's, I mean, it's just super easy to use. Integromat, it takes a bit more time to to really understand how it works and and so on. Let's go now to a tool that I've I've heard a lot about, Bubble. So tell me about it. <laughs> uh, Bubble is probably my my, my favorite tool uh, today, and where I'm you know I mostly uh, specialize in my in my freelance work. Um, it's okay. I mean it's tough to describe because you can pretty much do anything with Bubble. Uh, you can I mean you create uh, you know uh, web applications pretty much with with Bubble where you you have all the the simple things like uh, user signing in uh, uh, creating marketplaces or creating uh, client dashboards and and so on that are you you can do pretty much everything and you you know create your 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 database directly into the tool where I have you know a database of user a database of uh, maybe a user uh, users companies uh, and so on uh, and so you can you know uh, there there were attempt I mean there were successful attempts to recreate twitter or uh fiverr or uh, yelp really Mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah you i mean i've seen you know replicas of many you know airbnb you want to recreate uber bubble lets you do that recreate uber really but uber has some complexity with the with um you know tracking of the of the cars and so on can you do that with bubble yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I've I've never done it before. But uh, what's so great about Bubble is first, the, I mean, the tool is amazing. I mean, they've been work. It's a it's a French founder, and uh, and they've been building the product for ten years now. It, they they launched in twenty eleven. Uh, so that's wow. like, I mean, uh, it's kind of mad to think about that because many of those more you know uh, of those tools are more recent or but they they started building it 10 years ago and there's such a strong uh, ecosystem of um, uh, of users and developers uh, using bubble that you have a bunch of uh, of plugins where uh, maybe bubble itself won't let you uh, do the tracking but there's plugins that would let you do that so uh, all the uh, google mapping and stuff like that or calculating a, an itinerary can be done using those plugins so mm-hmm. It takes a bit more practice, and you know, to to really be uh, a bubble expert. Uh, but yeah, you can you can do you can do 
I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say absol- absolutely everything, but you can do so much. Yeah, you can do Uber, you can do Twitter. <laughs> is, yeah. it, is it some kind of like WordPress? Can you compare it with WordPress? I don't know WordPress uh, that well, even yeah. though we, I mean, we built our first website with using WordPress. But uh, no, I mean, WordPress, you, I think, I mean, we, we're probably going to talk about Webflow after, but uh, WordPress is probably closest uh, closer to, to Webflow in terms of its, uh, you know, a website, I mean, uh, building website and having your uh, CMS, you know, usually w- WordPress, you use it to build to to build your blog or, or things like that. And and Webflow is really, I think, the the closest tool um, to to compare uh, with uh, WordPress. Okay. And so, tell me a little bit how how the UI looks in Bubble. So, is it like a drag and drop? kind of thing uh, how, yeah. how would you describe it i know this is hard because so, the podcast yeah. is audio but how would you describe it so bubble you uh, open you create your first uh, application in bubble you land on a, a blank page a blank canvas okay. uh, pretty much and you set just the wide of your page and stuff like that and after that on the uh, you have a, a sidebar on the left where you have all the different elements uh, that you can pretty much drag and drop onto your your canvas mm. uh, so you can uh, okay i'm going to select a, a, um, a text element uh, you know uh, create my uh, my little box and type uh, the text i want to show on this page uh, i can click on the button element add a button and um all of these elements uh, pretty much uh, let you create workflows. So let's say I'm dragging and you know drawing a button on my page. Mm-hmm. I can uh, select that element and say, okay, now when you click on that element, I want this, this, and this to happen after. So a uh, simple use case is like uh, let, letting users sign up. Uh, you have your login page. I'm going to drag uh, two inputs element uh i'm going to say okay i want your uh, your full name uh, in that first uh, input and i want your email in the second input i'm going to put that uh, button right below and then i'm going to say okay when you click that button i'm going to sign you up and in my database i'm going to say okay uh, get the information from the name input and create a new user with in the um, in its column you know name i'm going to add your name and then i'm going to uh, add your email in the email column so you can easily create user uh, sign up and login workflows within bubble and it's m- most likely the the most simple one uh, workflow you can you can do and to explain here uh, using yeah, bubble yeah. so let's say you want to create that that example right so user comes they can register then they can log in and then when they log in it shows a document let's say how long would it take you to build such a service a standard document just everyone's get this i mean the, the same on the next page yeah uh, i think it takes less than 10 minutes it's like drawing, pretty much drawing on a page. You take yeah. a blank pa- piece of paper, uh, draw those, uh, you know, those three elements. Then uh, the the workflow is is super simple to to set up. I mean, Bubble is most likely the the t- uh, the tool to where the, the learning curve is the is the steepest. It gets technical, and you know, uh, this one, of course. Uh, takes me you know five five minutes to do so because I've done hundreds of them for a new user coming in uh, first of all usually the when you create an app you can say okay I'm using this standard page and their login functionality is already created for you but uh, in bubble when you first sign up you have you know I think 10 lessons of less than three minutes 30 minutes you know how to create a user login uh, you know how to uh, input addresses that show on a map and, and and stuff like that how long would you say that you need to grasp 
bubble and kind of understand a little bit how it works to feel comfortable building more than just a, a landing page with a login like how, how long would you take one week one month I, I think for you know to get into the more complex and usually you know the apps that you see today it takes i'd say a, a good month to really understand the mm. logic of uh, uh, okay i can create anything on i can put anything on my page but then after that it's understanding the how to structure the data because th that's one of the super important things and i'm sure you know as a developer you know structuring mm -hmm. the, the the your database in in uh, in the right way to make things super efficient it could be difficult for someone who hasn't done uh, or worked with a database well, it's, it's absurd that you can do this kind of stuff uh, with the no-code tool for me. It's it's really amazing. And, and even if it takes one or two months to learn how to do those things, I mean, if you are learning how to code, this would take maybe years, you know? So it's it's much faster. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I've I don't have I don't know anything about code or just you know I just uh, yeah. dab dabbled with some uh, HTML and CSS at some point just on my own just to you know get a get a grasp of it, yeah. uh, which which I think is important for uh, you know to really understand how the the web works. You know, having those uh, uh, those really basic stuff is uh, is helpful. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, you can really build stuff out you know today i mean now during weekends sometimes i get oh okay i have this this uh fun uh, you know app i could use with my friends and then in a weekend you can really build something really cool okay so this was bubble and uh, I, I still have your landbot and webflow and mm -hmm. notion right uh let's let's go to notion actually because i've also heard notion a couple of times but i haven't actually i mean i tried to open it it looks like also like a Google Doc or something. Is it? Mm -hmm. like, what is Notion? Notion is is a tough one to describe as well because they. I mean, it's such a, a powerful tool, and to uh, the best, I think the best use case for for Notion usually is uh, if you want to uh, organize your personal and professional life. Uh, you know, uh, and and companies use Notion as a whole as it's a really col collaborative tool where you mm -hmm. can pretty much also kind of create you know dragon i mean it's not drag and drop there but you can pretty much create a whole company you know internal company dashboard to uh, manage uh, uh, you know sales manage um, uh, project management uh, follow uh, content creation and uh, and today notion i do a bit of consulting for for clients uh, when they really really need it it's not my uh, uh, my my focus but i've created my own personal dashboard to to follow everything i do in terms of a personal life and also a professional life so uh, in notion the to not get too uh too into the details but you you can you create pretty much database like you could do in Airtable mm -hmm. and on many different pages you can call out this information and show it in a visual way saying okay uh, today I have uh, mm -hmm. you know a database which is uh, for my leads so uh, you go on my website uh, there's a, a little form that you can uh, complete uh, where you say your name your email what you know how could I help you uh, in your no code development and this information goes directly into my database uh, in my Notion database uh, of leads, and I have a, a page where uh, you know I show okay all the leads that are just uh, new ones that I haven't uh, worked with, and so I can see okay uh, Tiago has reached out to me, 
up, I can send you an email, move it to a new status saying, okay, contacted. And so you can really mm. build your own organization uh, on there. And it's, it's mm. tough to describe uh, here, uh, just talking because you can, you can pretty much do anything, you know, it's those database, you can show them in a calendar uh, view, you can show them in Kanban views, you can show them in, in list or tables. And so you can really do a bunch of things. I'm super excited to try it out now that you describe it. It it seems like I I would compare it maybe with Jira, and I don't know if you know Jira, but it's kind of a software that companies use also to manage their workflow. You can also show in Kanban, and mm -hmm. you, you can create tasks. So it seems that somehow connected to that. Do you know Jira? By any uh, not not really. No, okay. uh, I don't think really? I've ever. It, it seems something similar. I don't know. May, maybe someone then from my listeners will tell me that I'm completely wrong. But um, do you what, do you integrate Notion with some of the other tools, or you don't need it? Um, I just get um, incoming data uh, directly into Notion, but I don't automate tasks from Notion, or not yet, actually. Uh, for You're now, connected with Airtable, for instance. I no, because use... I I don't use Airtable personally. I mean, okay. I use it for clients, but I don't use it in my personal organization. And I think it kind of tells about how powerful Notion is because I exactly. love Airtable, but uh, I don't, I don't see the the use of Airtable for now in my in my work to to have to use it on top of Notion. Landbot, your other tool that you have here in your toolbox. Uh, you, you have a very big toolbox, by the way. <laughs> Landbot, what is it about? Uh, it's a chatbot, a no-code chatbot builder. So it's it's pretty. Wow, I mean, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> if I needed to compare it to other tools, it's pretty close to a you know a, a type form, a tally, but it's uh, more in, you know in a in a chatbot a chatbot uh, form. Yeah. I think uh, you can do you can do a lot of, of of cool stuff with Landbot, and I've worked on on some very challenging projects on Landbot where you can, uh, you know, directly into the flow, inject uh, information from information from other tools using the API, con uh, you know, the the web books and stuff like that. It's it's really a cool con a conversational tool. And I think today in all those, uh, all the uh, modern website almost have, you know, a chat, a chat box and at the bottom right of their, uh, of their website. Well, Landbot does that. And, uh, and it's, it's super helpful because you can as well connect it to a bunch of other database tools directly and, and so on. So how does it work? Do, do you write down the question and then the answer and then it automatically creates a conversation? How does it work? So it's it's also yeah, very drag and drop. So uh, I'm I'm gonna create my my chatbot. I have the you know there's already a welcome message, which it's you know a big blank canvas as well, where I have this little blog that say okay, uh, this is a you know hey uh, welcome Tiago to this uh, chatbot. I can uh, type any text I want. I can add images, GIF, and so on. And after that, it's really you can add any uh, by you know dragging a little uh, a little arrow from that first block uh, you drag it and it mm -hmm. opens up a new panel where you can um, select the type of question you want to ask so mm -hmm. is it uh, is it a uh, you know a regular text uh, question is it a multiple choice uh, is it uh, you're asking for an address asking for an email and so you can you create your your you know your your flow just by every time saying okay after this block I want you to go to this block uh, so it's a bit more uh, visual than uh, a regular form tool, uh, but it's pretty much, pretty much, very, very much the same. 
And the last tool here in your toolbox is the Webflow, which you already mm -hmm. told us that it's a bit similar to Bubble, but uh, do you want to um, share a little bit more about it? I mean, you build website with Webflow. All right, so it's more connected with WordPress. WordPress, yes, mm -hmm. exactly, WordPress. They had the no-code uh, conference, I think, uh, uh, a week ago, and they announced a big, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of, uh, of new features that are getting them a bit closer to Bubble. Nowhere nowhere near, but a bit closer. But uh, yeah, you can really, you know, create websites. And now I don't, if you're, if you're looking to create your company website, I don't see now the... The, the appeal to do it coding. Uh, Webflow is absolutely amazing. Uh, just go check out on their on their website the templates uh, that you have available that you can buy or that are, are available for free. The things you can do with Webflow in terms of webs of design is absolutely unmatched. And uh, you can do you know super simple website, but you can do also super dynamic and and probably I mean today there's a few a few a few designers that use Webflow where I see their projects and I'm like how is it even possible because I think I'm pretty good using the tool, but I'm like, okay, how do you do this? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so Webflow is really, you know, uh, website design, a website, des I mean, the top website design tool today. Mm -hmm. And is it easier to learn than uh, Bubble? <laughs> um, I think it's... It's it's hard to it's hard to learn as well because uh, it's really using uh, uh, you know a, a developer um, I, I, not vocabulary but it's all you know it, I mean it's HTML you have to understand HTML CSS you know everything that goes from creating classes what is Flexbox and and it gets pretty technical um, so uh, I had the I had the chance to build our Tyro website from scratch so I, I mean I made a I mean a ton of mistakes I didn't know what a class are or uh, you know were uh, how I you know you could uh, create a class and then just add it to another text and it's going to take the same you know font and size and stuff like that so i made a bunch of mistakes and spent a, a ton of time creating that website uh but now you know with the with the learning behind me you can really create website super fast and uh, using templates that are you know available on their marketplace is also uh i mean mm -hmm. so cool because you you don't you find something okay uh, you you find inspiration first and then you say okay this template really matches what i want to do for my uh, uh for my business or for my personal portfolio for example my portfolio i bought uh, i think a 40 dollar template mm -hmm. and uh after uh, and in a day i created that website because there were all the different sections i needed i just needed to adapt the content change a few things but um building maybe uh, that my personal portfolio from scratch uh, first of all i wouldn't have that much inspiration or what to do what to show right. and it would have taken me at least a week now that I'm, you know, pretty good using the tool. And Bubble doesn't offer you templates? Yeah, you have templates as well on, on Bubble. Okay. So if someone is uh, starting now and building their website, complete noob, would you uh, advise for them to use Bubble or Webflow? Uh, for a website, uh, Webflow. Uh, I think Bubble is. I think I wouldn't advise you to to create a website or you know with static content at least on on right. Bubble because uh, in terms of SEO, uh, Bubble is nowhere near what Webflow can uh, can uh, uh, so Webflow allow you to do. Yeah, uh, and uh, Bubble is still working on their responsiveness uh, feature, uh, but Bubble was a 
you know, uh, really, really tough to work on, on different format. And, and, and usually when I start building an application in Bubble, you either have to choose, okay, am I building for, for a laptop? Am I building for mobile? Because mm. trying to do the, the responsiveness is super hard and Webflow is super, super easy. And, you know, you can uh, select mm-hmm. this, you know, the different screens you have and directly edit on from those screens and say, okay, on mobile, this is what it's going to look like. I can show or hide a section that maybe doesn't fit uh, a mobile screen. I can uh, make my H1 six uh, pixel smaller on my iPhone or stuff like mm-hmm. that. Uh, so in terms of website or a blog and, and CMS uh, content, uh, I, I mean, Webflow is, is the go-to tool. So Bubble is more for if you want to do something more advanced, more dynamical, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. For you know, typical typical web application yeah. where just simple user login, sign in, which are possible with Webflow, but uh, you won't go as far in terms of yeah. in functional functionality with uh, with Webflow. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's talk about pricing now. We we went through your old toolbox, and I think mm-hmm. it was super valuable. I've learned a lot. I'm sure that the listeners will also learn, and they will get super motivated to to get started. But uh, one thing as a developer is that, and as a bootstrapper too, I don't have money, right? So I try mm-hmm. always to avoid spending. And when I think about these no-code tools, I think about spending tons of money, like monthly fees and this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what is the pricing? Are, are all of them paid or do they have like a free tier or something like that? Yeah. All of them have a freemium plan. Okay. Um, so typically Airtable, you can you can start with with a freemium plan and you know you for uh, I'm I'm putting myself into a bootstrapper shoes, it's uh, should be enough to start at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zapier and Integromat do as well. Um, and then from the other ones, Notion is basically free uh, except if you really i mean uh if you really use it uh, you know uh, daily and have a lot in, of information in there you probably uh can get on the paid version which i think is mm-hmm. uh eight dollars a month or something like that uh, okay. um and for the other ones typeform can be free tallies can be free and then bubble and webflow are a freemium version but as soon as you want to you know uh, have your own domain and um, mm-hmm. maybe have more data into them you you have to get to a to a premium plan but i think for example a, a simple my personal portfolio on webflow is uh, costs me maybe 20 or 25 euros a month which which is still a, a good amount if you're uh, you know if you have a, a side project or you're not making money in the beginning mm-hmm. so spending 20 20 bucks every month is, can be still a deal breaker i'm sure you still have to invest a, a bit to you know start to start your your business so if if you're just starting you can test it out for you know uh, a few months and if it doesn't pan yeah. out well you you cut you cut your losses and stop those uh paid uh, paid subscription but yeah. i think you you can start with you can get away easily with um, fifty fifty dollars a month you know to to really start uh, something new and and vali- test and validate your idea pretty much. Yeah. I have here some some questions from the wannabe entrepreneur community. We have a, a virtual co working space, and I ask them like, hey, what what question should I ask? And one question from Mark is um, about your freelancing because you are also a freelancer, right? So you, mm-hmm. you also sell your services. No, that's my main activity today, pretty much. That's your main activity? Yeah. So how do you find your clients? Like how did it start and nowadays, like how do you find them? There's a, a, a few a few few different uh, ways I get uh, clients. Um, some 
a part of it f- come from social media, so Twitter or LinkedIn, uh, where you know I try to be as uh, as active as possible, create content that, you know uh, around no code, around freelancing, uh, and uh, I'm getting at, I'm gonna say thirty percent of uh, of my uh, you know uh, leads from uh, from these uh, social media channels. Um, I get about uh, another third from uh, no code no code agencies because uh, uh, mm. we have a few uh, here in France and even uh, I think uh, there's one in the U.S. where you know they they surround themselves with uh, uh, freelancers um, to to work on clients project uh, mm. when you know they don't have the, the the time or the resources to do so. Uh, so I'm I'm part of those uh, collect freelance uh, communities and uh, the the last one is a, a French platform a French freelancer platform which I, I guess we could almost uh, uh, have uh, connected to those agencies where you know I have my profile on there and they people reach out to me oh no and I forget well, forgot one one uh, one is the um, uh, the expert pages on uh, some of these tools many of those tools we talked about have yeah. you know a, a list of certified experts. It's it's amazing. I mean, you have a lot of ways to get new clients. And how is that working? Do you, like is it a good business? Do you make good money by doing so? So yeah, it, it's uh, working out pretty well. You know, I, I think I'm still uh, early in that uh, in my uh, in my freelancing career. So I keep on you know uh, learning how to uh, how to uh, to get clients and so on. But uh, yeah. I think there's I mean there's a lot of demand for no code. I mean development and no code development. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's competitive. There's a, you know, with the movement just growing super fast, it's tough because a lot of people are, are going into the business. Companies are starting to, you know, offer service of uh, no-code development. Uh, so it's competitive. One one of the, you know, the the advice or or something that I still have to, to make at some point in, in terms of decision-making is to where do I want to specialize myself? Because in no-code, uh, I'm going to have, I'm, I, I can, I think, map three types of uh, no-code freelancers. You have the the ones that really want to work on automation and build, uh, you know, custom tools for companies where it's mostly using Airtable and uh, uh, automation tools like yeah. Integromata Zapier. Uh, you have the the designers where they're webflow experts and then you have the um, application developer which who are really specialized on bubble for right. for instance. So, uh I, I was lucky to be able to touch on all those tools for the past four years, uh, but I still have to make at some point, you know, a decision, okay, which direction do I want to take so I can, you know, work on, uh, you know, spend my time, you know, 24-7 in bubble or 24-7 in Webflow and really become one of the, the, the top the top uh, guys out there. Uh, so uh, how much can you ask for, uh, like, what, what's like your hourly rate? So, uh, oh, hourly rate. Uh, I mean, if I, if I draw it down from my daily rate, it's uh, eighty euros uh, an hour. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Eighty, ninety. Uh, so I'm yeah, four hundred euros a, a day. Uh, but mm-hmm. that's you know that's when uh, it's a, a one day one day job. Today I have clients that I you know I uh, I work with uh, on you know for for periods of two, three, four months. Uh, I think that's one of the the things I learned recently is typically bubble development. I don't have many uh, founders just telling me, okay, we need to build an MVP. Uh, I have uh, established startups or scale-ups that are 
kind of working with Bubble in some sort of way on their product, and mm -hmm. they need uh, one more, you know, one person to come work with them uh, almost internally. Okay, we okay. need to develop this feature. Yeah. We need to go faster. Uh, and so on those projects, you know, my daily rate goes down because uh, I mean, yeah, that's of course, how I guess yeah. I mean freelancing works. But uh, it's interesting the, because your your rates are very similar to a developer rates, I think, uh, like as a freelancer too. So why would companies, and maybe this is a little bit of a provocative uh, question, but don't, don't take it wrongly, but why no, would no. a company hire a no-code developer instead of a, a developer? Uh, so, f I mean, first of all, the, I think the philosophy uh, for a company is that they don't, they don't care how it's built. Oh, I mean, they don't care how it's built. Uh, so that's a bit provocative because no code is nowhere near. Uh, I mean, the possibilities of no code um, are nowhere near uh, what you can do with code, of course. But now you can do so much, I think, that uh, a company doesn't really care if we developed uh, their marketplace or usually, I mean, you know, simpler products with code or no code. That's the first thing. And then after that, I, I mean, I think, uh, and I, I'd love to be uh, proven wrong by a, a developer that tell me can do uh, different types of product faster than me, but it goes faster. I think the, the um, companies can be more um, included in the project and you know you can uh, more easily give the give them the, the tool and the product you build for them to later on uh, start keep on on building and improving the product mm -hmm. and you know iteration cycles are also I think you know uh, quicker uh, one one week of work developing a bubble app I have something working I can give it to the client he's gonna tell me okay this is good this is good this is not good this is not good and the next right. week I can uh, make build the new features, adapt the the ones he, he didn't like, and so I think if it takes less, less time, it's less costly in uh, in development, yeah. and you can I think have uh, v zero v one v two of a, of a product built with no code more usable than a a full fledged product that that comes to mind, you know, and I I see those those posts on LinkedIn where you have a. a to, to future founders, oh, we have this great idea and we're looking for a CTO to build our app. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, okay, uh, you're uh, probably just stepping already too far. You can probably build the V1 of your product using no code for yeah. much less money. And then, okay, when you when you explode and you're like, okay, no code cannot handle my needs anymore, I'll get, uh, you know, a a team of developers and you know hire developers to build the product uh, with code. I mean, yeah, it makes a lot of sense because even if your rates are the same as a developer, you do things faster, so it becomes cheaper. And um, I, I also I, I didn't never thought about it, but it's really cool. Like, so when you have a developer, and if they, especially if they don't do a good job, they might write bad code. And then if someone else is taking over, I've I've heard this many times that people are like, I don't want to work with this code. I rather just rewrite it. Is that also the same? with uh, with no code can you like ever appear a fellow no coder and see okay he does shit no code <laughs> yeah uh, I, th I think it's it's in your that's a great point you you um you take up uh, take up upon because i think that's one thing that the no code space need to um improve on it's that documentation uh we I think like now many coders or stuff like that, we do things very differently. Uh, and uh, you can, 
you know, working in your own app, you know exactly what's going on. And, you know, by taking uh, clients that already had their app uh, built out by someone else, you it needs t- time to, to adapt. And sometimes I'm like, I don't, why, why is he doing this? Why is he building it uh, this way? Uh, mm-hmm. What's the point behind it? So I think there's a lot of work in terms of a no-code developer documenting their work and best having practice. A, a best practice, exactly, and a standard uh, of uh, um, of um, doing things one way and not another. And typically, I think one of the, the closest tool that we can bring this uh, issue upon is Webflow, because, uh, you know, it's... Mostly, it's yeah. almost as you're writing code, even though it's a no-code tool. But everything from classes, okay, uh, do I put a container inside my div, and how do I manage sections out and stuff yeah. like that? Uh, now, Webflow, I think Webflow is the the closest one because I think many developer Webflow's website developers use it and used their uh, best practices. Um, but yeah, Bubble and others, sometimes you're like, okay, this is a big bowl of spaghettis. There's workflows wow. everywhere. I don't know what's going on. Uh, why does he do this before this? And so, uh, so you're funny. right, I think. Yeah, it's really yeah. funny because, uh, you know, that also happens with development, right? Like, and that's why now there's design patterns and there's like best practices. And I guess, mm-hmm. you know, no code needs to catch up in that sense. But it's really and, interesting to see that it's the same uh, problem. And that's probably and because, you know, I, I, I'm not, I've never, you know, I'm not an engineer. I've never coded and stuff like that. So I, I just was thrown, you know, into those tools and I did everything my way without, you know, ever thinking, okay, uh, is someone going to pick up the app after me and exactly. and so on. And I had no, you know, guidelines. I just had fun with it. And you, and we probably take on bad habits that are going to be hard to uh, to erase. But now the more and more, you know, and especially working with clients, I have to be super mm-hmm. careful naming everything uh, according, uh, you know, um, I, I'm not sure how you call this in English, but uh, nomenclature, you know, uh, okay, yeah, I'm going to name any type of elements this way, uh, any type of elements yeah. this way to, to make sure everything's kind of, at least clear for me and could be as clear as possible for someone taking up on my work. We have the same problems uh, and maybe no code can learn from the, from, you know, developers as well, how they solved it. It could be. Def- a- definitely. Uh, Maxwell here asks, um, what do you do when, um, when you reach the limit of your tool, when you reach the limit of, uh, of bubble of Webflow, um, and w- and Philip also asks, what are the limits? Like w- for you, w- can you pinpoint them? Ha! Uh, I've not reached the limits yet. I'm sure other people other people have. Uh, I've not worked on projects where I'm like, okay, I'm stuck. Uh, there's no way to do this. You know, the the few. I mean, where in Webflow, I've had several times to to had to add a, a line of code uh, or stuff like that you know to to do uh, some you know uh, typically typing animation on on a block of text uh, saying okay i want to uh, uh, have uh, this typing animation and show three different words uh, successful uh, you know uh, by succession uh, so that's where when i when you uh, think people hit the limit they're going to be you you're still able to add codes out code in all of these tools if you reach the limit at some point i'm sure you can still you know add a uh, a block of code to to do whatever you you need um and but after that with a 
Uh, yeah, exactly. With Bubble, you can do you know uh, lots of things and add code uh, directly into your application, into the the backend workflows that you run, and so on. Uh, I think the the limit with some no-code tools is going to be the scalability of, of some. If you have a, uh, an application with, with uh, I don't know how many how many users you have, you know, a uh, hundred thousand and and up to, you know, when you get to those numbers, uh, sometimes the tools can, you know, become slow and and expensive. That's a very good point. Uh, uh, what uh, happens when you get a Facebook or a Twitter oh, kind of traffic, right? Like, I mean. Uh, I think uh, at, at that point, and I think I, I believe Bubble offers, you know, now some, you know, enterprises uh, pricings and stuff like that, when they, where you can keep on adding, you know, data and uh, and process it faster with dedicated servers and so and so on. But it's gonna, you know, cost you a cost you a fortune. Uh, mm -hmm. So for for a bootstrapper who, you know, if he gets to that point where he has, I don't know, hundred thousand and a million a million users and and lots of uh, items in all of his data bases the application could get really slow and uh, and be uh, almost uh, you know uh, too difficult to work with can you host it in your own servers yes uh, I know bubble you can for the other one I mean you don't you don't need to but uh, bubble you can uh, and I think you can even you know uh, export the code and uh, uh, so I'm not sure how all, all this works you know but you can do uh, you can do a few things to uh, mm -hmm. uh, to have your own server or where you uh, host them whatever yeah. you want uh, the last question um, that I have here, and I guess it's also the last question of our chat, is, um, and you kind of already spoke about it a little bit, but uh, what, what are your customers like? Are they like small businesses, big enterprises, startups? I'm still kind of discovering what my, uh, my, you know, my target is. Each type of client has a diff different kind of need. Uh, as you know, I've worked with a, a couple of really, you know, uh, solo uh, business owners, you know, where they have really uh, a classical business, you know, it's uh, either uh, teaching or, you know, uh, consulting and so on, where it's, I'm going to work with them more into of, you know, spending an hour with them of time just to build out this or uh, a structured database in Airtable. So it's more, you know, some some coaching, some coaching time with them pretty much to tell you, OK, do you have this problem? Let's build it in an hour together because uh, mm -hmm. they're, you know, they're the, the, the heart of the business. So they need to be uh, to have the ends, uh, their hands into the tools uh, on a daily basis. Um after that, you have more, uh, I think, s small businesses, you know, b below, I mean, below 10, 15 people where it's usually automation work. Uh, you know, they need to be more productive. They need to, to have their salespeople activity more uh, automated to, to spend more time right. on valuable stuff. And after that, I've had a few uh, scale-ups, which was interesting because I didn't think I would uh, have that. Uh, what is a scale-up? I don't know. It's a, uh, I mean, it's a startup that kind of validate. I mean, really, truly validated their uh, their business and uh, between startup and corporate kind of thing. Yeah. So th those those two, you know, there were uh, were 150 employees, and so that time of, of business, you know, I guess, innovative and and so on. I'm, I mean, maybe I'm dropping too many, you know, buzzwords or whatever, but uh, that's how they describe themselves. At least they have a, a team of a product launcher to uh, to build either. I mean, not side businesses, but new uh, new services alongside the the core service of the company, or it's sometimes for for one was uh, building out their CR their CRM uh, mm -hmm. using Bubble. Yeah, got it. And it's it's a big uh, spectrum, and and you're right that for 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 um, innovation, 
it's it's amazing. I, I really like the idea of using no no code tools for innovation for big companies. I think it can go a, a long way. Pierre, thank you very much. It was so interesting to learn more about the no code world, and I'm super excited actually now to start. You know because my <laughs> Bootstep aside is thinking, okay, uh, I need to try it out because this will make things so much faster. So thank you so much for uh, for the, for the time that you that you shared with us. Uh, a pleasure, and uh, I mean, thanks again for the invite. And uh, you know, I've, that's one of my I, I'd say one long term goal. I'd love to to bootstrap a, a business, you know, that can make me yeah. uh, uh, some uh, some money while sleeping. I guess yeah. uh, you know, and yeah. only fully automated. And if it's all with no code, that that'd be yeah. that'd be super cool. So hope uh, hope this uh, this chat with you know could be helpful and uh, spread the, the no-code word, I guess. Yes, for sure. I think a lot of the listeners here will be super excited to try it out. And uh, I will share your uh, Twitter and your um, website in the description, in the show notes of this episode. Your, uh, your Twitter handle is uh, ptilma, but I will share it anyway so that people yeah. can just go and click, make it easy. And... Uh, um Open to to DMs or questions from you know anyone. I try to answer as many as possible, and uh, happy to you know chat with uh, interested uh, future no coders and bootstrappers. Well, I, I I'm sure that you'll get a not, a lot of questions now <laughs> from people, and uh, of course that everyone that I invite here also gets an um, automatic invite to join our virtual co-working space for bootstrappers. If you have the time, you can also join. There's definitely a lot of people there. And maybe some clients too. Let's see. Oh, hey. uh, <laughs> awesome. Thanks for the invite. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, and now for, for our listeners, this was another, another interview. There's a lot of other interviews about bootstrapping, about imp- entrepreneurship, starting businesses. So just go there and make sure to listen to them. If you want to join our co-working space for bootstrappers and meet other entrepreneurs you can become a member of this podcast it's four years a month and you can join us and i'm i'm sure that people will really help you and support you there and besides that if you like this make sure to share it with your friend share it with your entrepreneur and bootstrapper friends i'm sure that they will also love to hear about uh, pierre and about no code so make sure to do that this was another wannabe entrepreneur see you next time